Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hope you're having a great Monday so far. Hope you had a great weekend as well. How could you have a better weekend if you like the NFL? My goodness. Great weekend for the Montana basketball teams as well. Both the Bobcat and Grizz men and women's teams went on the road. I guess some at home, some on the road, but the entire duration of the, the squads, all four of them swept the weekend. So, uh, wins across the Big Sky Conference country for Montana and Montana State men's and women's basketball teams over the weekend. We broke down all of that during the Montana Basketball Hour in hour number one. You can find all that on the podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates, reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Time for hour number two, and we've been doing this segment all year long, and uh, this is the most excited I've been for it because this was the most exciting weekend of football I think I've ever watched in my life. Marty Morningwig, longtime NFL coach. Coach, what'd you think of that? That's a pretty high entertainment value for the NFL. I'll tell you what, I was engaged. I, however, I don't want to be a downer. Sure. 
those two Saturday games, what was it, 13-10 and 19-16, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't much offense. There was a lot of mistakes being made by the offenses. But what great finishes in every game. And then Sunday's games, man, you had some of the very best quarterbacks going at it, and it seemed like it was one-on-one. And I usually don't get into this. Quarterback against quarterback, especially the night game. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty is presented by Alpine Touch. And, Coach, you were in the NFL for a long time. You were in the playoffs. So why is that element so true when it gets down to the last couple rounds of the playoffs? You watch these playoff games, and it's almost a guarantee, unless there's a turnover or something, that each team's going to have one possession in the first quarter. They're either going to yeah. score or they're not going to score. But uh, almost every game is 0 There isn't this sort of back and forth because it's so decisive and everybody has their scripts. But also, possessions are at a premium, so they're trying to make their possessions last for six, seven, eight, nine minutes. Is that, I mean, is it intentional? Well, I look at it a little bit differently, Coulter. I look at it like some teams go into it sort of like a heavyweight championship fight. And they're feeling each other out just a little bit. They're, they tend to be a little bit more conservative on offense to start the game compiled with they're playing typically against one of the great defenses in the game. So some of those defenses are a bend but don't break defense. Some of them create big plays. So they're, the offenses are guarding against some of these great pass rushers and on and on. So heavyweight championship fight, feeling each other out. And then you look at the fourth quarters. Oh, my gosh. Rocking and roll. Rocking and rolling. Exactly. That's where they all let it all hang out, too. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about these quarterbacks because you had some of the biggest superstars in all of sports in center stage during this divisional playoff weekend. You have some that are moving on, some that are not moving on. What a display last night uh, in Kansas City by both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But that's the thing I think sometimes gets sort of underrated, though, Coach, is that it's not just the elite quarterback that got you this point. Like, you're sitting there watching the Bucks and the Rams. I mean, I can't believe that it's even allowed to have Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald on the same defensive line. But that's not that much better than the Bucks' defensive line with Vita Bay and Shaq Barrett and all these guys. So the defensive units sometimes get overshadowed. But to get to this point, you got to have both sides of the ball. Well, typically, now, there has been a team or two that has won the Super Bowl with a mediocre type of defense. And they have just, uh, I, I believe Kansas City, when they won their Super Bowl, had sort of totally. a middle-of-the-road okay, type defense. defense. Right. But their offense outscored people. Almost always, you've got a five, t- a, a top five type of defense to win a Super Bowl. Or at least, they're, the defense is playing like they're a top five defense down the stretch and into the playoffs. Same with quarterbacks, Coulter. Once every decade... A sort of average quarterback, maybe a little bit better than average quarterback, sure. wins a Super Bowl. But down the stretch and into the playoffs, he's playing like a top five quarterback. Exactly. Maybe for the only time in his career. Right. And then they end up winning the Super Bowl. Well, and so much so often of that, too, though, is the, the belief in the team for that guy. That's kind of what helps him get red hot, right? Like you hearken back to Brad Johnson with the Bucks, who's a solid NFL quarterback, but then got red hot. Joe Flacco with the Ravens. I mean, those guys sort of go hand-in-hand, hand, though. 
part of the reason they get hot is because when Ray Lewis is saying, hey, Joe, go get me a touchdown, you go get him a touchdown. Yeah, you're exactly right. And typically those defense, the defenses on those type of teams sort of carry the team and give uh, above average type of quarterback or average type of quarterbacks a couple more shots per game to score. And that formula works, like I said, maybe once a decade. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morning Wig in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. It's the Northwest Motorsports studio. Peter King, who's covered the NFL for Sports Illustrated for a long time and now has his own website. Uh, he's been covered the league for 40-plus years. He said that's the best weekend of divisional NFL playoffs in league history, and it's not particularly close. He's not a guy that is prone to hyperbole. In fact, he's usually the other way around. He's usually downplaying it also. From Peter King, pretty darn good. But, Coach, we have to start with what I'm sure any and every person that's watching and listening to this show was watching last night. I mean, what a game. Unbelievable. The back and forth was just crazy. The drama was just, it was it was so exciting for the entire duration of that game. Well, if you go back years and years, all of the adjustments, the rule changes, all of those things, this is what we have. And it keeps people entertained because it's so exciting. It's real-time drama. And, and I, I will agree with my friend Peter in that, it was such an exciting weekend. Every single game, even the two on Saturday, that were kind of boring at first, had a great, great endings. And uh, the, the craziest thing that my wife Lindsay and I were discussing throughout the weekend was, in the first three games, all three home teams lost. Right. It was crazy that way. You get to this point, and, and very easily could have fourth. Uh, home team have lost and usually you get to this point and that home team has a little bit advantage and that's changed just a little bit even in the regular season in the NFL. We're going to get into that because I do think there's a real dynamic there. I don't think there's as big of an advantage of having home field advantage when you got it in Tennessee and Tampa Bay but that said it was totally crazy that the San Francisco 49ers went to Lambeau Field and, and knocked off the Packers. I mean I don't care Who's playing where, what? When the when the temperature gauge is below five degrees in Lambeau, the Packers just don't lose. It's crazy that the San Francisco 49ers went in there and knocked them off. The one crazy thing that I noticed is the first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, is like 0-4 or 0-5 in the playoffs. Against the 49ers. That's right. crazy. He's from the Bay Area. The Niners famously or infamously, one of the two, passed over him. And it's like one of the most memorable draft day images is Aaron Rodgers sitting in the green room when he was supposed to be the number one overall pick and not going until 24th to the collective joy of everybody in Green Bay. And everybody else is sitting here, what? How did that happen? But uh, we're going to come back to all that because it is very interesting. The home field advantage didn't seem to matter as much this weekend as it usually does. I think there's some dynamics there. But I was so excited about the game Sunday. I didn't even tell you who we're talking about. Most of you already know, but we're talking about the Chiefs and the Bills. 42-36 in overtime, Kansas City wins. So first, let's talk about some of the logistics of this. Back and forth, back and forth in the fourth quarter. So much fun. But then the one that everybody's analyzing today is that the Bills score to go up by three, and then they kick to the Chiefs instead of squibbing it. Do you think they should have squibbed it there? You've got one of three choices, right? 
a deep squib. Now, you still run the chance of one of those great returners that the Kansas City Chiefs have. Right. Getting his hands on the football. And that in that situation, that's one of their best opportunities to get a chunk and get down into field goal range. Okay? So you've got a deep squib. That's first. You've got you've got a, a, a sky kick. Right? Sure. You've sure. got a sky kick, which if your kicker is brilliant at that, that's one way to do it. You still run the chance of getting one of those great returners getting his hands on the football, or you kick it out of the end zone and you negate that returner. Right. So I think that's okay with 13 seconds left. I just am dumbfounded that the great Buffalo Bills defense, the great pass defense, right. allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to go, what, 40-something yards in 13 seconds. You had a great analysis last week diagnosing all the ins and outs of what goes into running final plays, and you said you sort of need 16 seconds to make anything happen if you're going to run the hurry up, run a play into a play, and or run up there and spike the ball, whatever it might take. I was totally bought in on the 16 seconds from here on out. They get not one but two 25-yard chunk plays to set up the field goal in 13 seconds. Coulter, totally different situation <laughs> totally, totally. because of timeouts. Right. If you remember, the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, had 14 seconds, no timeouts. They chose to run a quarterback draw. You are relying on some things that may be out of your control to get up and clock it, right? The officials, number one, how quick uh, can they get that, that ball? Your, your, your opponent, are they trying to get your guys into a little skirmish, right? A rookie receiver getting lined up properly. Yep. Okay, With timeouts, okay, you catch, run, down, and immediate timeout. All of those things that are out of your control are negated. So they went into that drive with three timeouts. Of course, they're only going to use two if they, if they need it, if they don't get out of bounds. And the first play, Coulter was the classic shallow cross with blockers in front. Yep. You utilize that in that situation. You could also utilize it on, let's say, a third and 20. Well, the way you negate that is one of those second-level defenders. You have to adjust and drive it and blow the thing up. Well, I believe they got 19 yards on that one, Coulter. Yep. An immediate timeout. So, you know, a normal play is four to six seconds. I think... They used up five seconds there, so they had eight left. And they allow, the Buffalo Bills allow the Kansas City Chiefs, the great Patrick Mahomes, to number 87, Kelsey, who was one of their fantastic players, on a short post, and I believe they gained 25. Yep. An immediate timeout, and I believe there was two or three seconds left, so both those plays took, what, five or six seconds. And so what that right there, we, we were talking about the great games. That might be the greatest... Two play sequence. Seriously. Ever. Crazy. And then a, I believe a 49 or 50 yard field goal. After from a guy had missed two kicks earlier in the game, too. Missed a kick and a PAT. And a PAT, right? yep. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy ending. Uh, there were so many points scored, right? 21 points within the last two minutes. Mahomes threw for 177 yards and two touchdowns after the two-minute warning in that game, including overtime. It was well, crazy. That's Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, whole game <laughs> on a good day. 100%. Right? It's unbelievable. How does that happen, though? Travis Kelsey is absolutely one of the best offensive weapons in the in the world. I mean, in, in the league by far. How, when you're... Trying to get into field goal range. 
everybody, I mean, millions of people watching around the world know you're going to try to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. How do you still get it to him? Well, look, there's two things, I think, from Buffalo's point of view. They just played everything way too soft. Now, once the first play was over a 19-yard game, you can no longer allow a 20-yard play. you got to play some defense now. And whether you double Travis and 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 double number ten, right. or whether you and, and rush three, right. right, right, or 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 you send a fifth rusher and play tight man to man, you know there's only eight seconds left, right? You've got to do something to discombobulate just a little bit the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And I know this that the the strong side, the tight end side, inside linebacker. Made a grave mistake. He went with Mahomes' eyes for a couple of steps and opened up a big seam for Travis Kelsey, whose cover man was on the outside end of him. Well, after this victory, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg in studio with us, talking all things NFL here on Nuanas Now. Now that all the dust has settled, this is the other reason why the NFL is amazing, because of the the overreactions and all of the analysts and, and all the analysis that could come through, all the drama. I mean, it's the greatest reality TV show on the earth. It's, it's just crazy, all the stuff that goes on in an NFL season. But now here we are for the fourth straight year. The AFC Championship game is going through Kansas City. And, oh, by the way, everybody was talking about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and yada, yada, yada. One guy reminded us last night why he's the highest paid. I mean, as one of my Chiefs friends tweeted on Twitter, Worth every penny. Absolutely, he's worth every penny. Patrick Mahomes, outside of his mind last night. What a comeback for him. What a what a win for the Chiefs. But here we are. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Kansas City back in the AFC title game. Talented and possesses unique instincts, Patrick Mahomes. That's why his team is going into their fourth AFC championship game at home. When it comes to the drama, though, too, I, I do think that there's a certain dynamic that's not even dramatic. It's just a lot to handle, no matter who you are in life, but it's specifically true in sports. When you are the team that everybody's trying to knock off, it gets harder every year to sort of maintain that championship level, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I'll tell you, and some coaches, some of the great coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, when they have won a Super Bowl, they came, they come back that ne- that next year, and they are hard, hard on the fellas because why? They're getting pulled in every different direction, right? They're making money off the field doing, taking plane rides on Monday night, you know, because they've got Tuesday off and, and, and going to signings and all this stuff. So the coach, very, very hard because that focus tends, tends to disappear just a little bit after you've won a Super Bowl. That's why in the in the 30 for 30 about the Buffalo Bills, Troy Aikman is actually one of the subjects that is interviewed in that documentary. And he says, there's no question about it, the Buffalo Bills going to four straight Super Bowls is a, as impressive of an accomplishment as us, the Dallas Cowboys, winning three out of four. Because the consistency for four straight years, I mean, that's why we've never seen a three-peat in the NFL. We've never seen four in a row besides those Bill teams, even just in appearances, let alone wins. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you go back... That far back, there was a little bit less distractions as well, right? Totally. Okay? And the Buffalo Bills 
had just a great quarterback, a great runner, and a heck of a defense. So it kept getting him there, kept getting him there. And then I went through that one time. I'm not sure. I think there might have been one game, Super Bowl, that they were in that I thought that they were equal or better sure. than their opponent. Yeah. I thought I thought three of the games that their opponents were just way better than the Buffalo Bills. So just to get them there, remember – Remember the great Elway in Denver? Totally. was 0-4 in Super Bowls, and people were hammering. You can't win the big one. You can't. That's bull. He won a lot of big ones just right. to get his teams there. And when he got to the Super Bowl, I'm not sure that his team was a better team in all but one of those, let's say. And then he wins two in a row. So talent and experience, that that correlation goes far in the playoffs. Well, that... that uh Decade too, like the mid '80s through the mid '90s, the NFC was just so dominant because you had mm. the Cowboys, the Niners, the Eagles. They couldn't really even bust through, even though they were great when Reggie White was there. Um, the Bears. I mean, the, the NFC was just really, really good then as well. So a lot of times the AFC teams would fall short. All that said, though, the Mahomes gets gets the bragging rights. He gets to move on. But I was watching this thing with my five year old nephew last night. And he's really into both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. He's like, I don't know which one to root for. I said, hey, just be happy for both. It's all good. But I told him, I said, I'm not kidding with you, man. You're going to be in high school and maybe even going into college by the time these two guys are done dueling it out. This is sort of the beginning of what could be the next couple decades of the NFL. I mean, this is like Manning and Brady, but sort of the beginning of it with these two guys. These are two of the great quarterbacks. If they just stay healthy and continue to play at a high level, they'll both be first ballot Hall of Famers. It's just that simple. Both of them ultra, ultra talented. Both of them very, very instinctive. I think Mahomes probably has the edge there. Both of them huge arms, huge arms. And the Josh Allen really took a jump regarding his accuracy. I mean, you've coached so many quarterbacks. What do you think of the way he throws the ball? It lo- his ball looks like nobody else. It doesn't float and have an arc on it. Like It's a frozen rope every time. The frozen rope term, <laughs> that's a baseball term. It is. Rarely used in the game of football, but what a great term for Josh Allen. He can throw the football 60 yards with no air. No air. Boom. I mean, it, they, these two, both of their arms. Yeah. Mahomes and Allen, both of their arms are just very, very unique as far as arm strength and you tack on that they, they're both accurate. For sure. I mean, you mentioned Mahomes' instincts and his creativity. I mean, he, he oh, there's all sorts of epic throws he made last night, but actually probably the best throw he made the whole night was like an eight-yard gain on this little dig. But he threw the ball straight from his hip underhand. I just can't believe that you can make it spin like that from that angle. It's it's second and none. Underneath the arm of a defender. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> so those great, talented, instinctive, playmaking quarterbacks can throw from all different angles. They have their natural throwing motion, but when needed, they can get it done from any angle, and you, you, those are off-balance throws typically. And they practice those. And they've been practicing them since they were 8 or 10 years old. So it comes pretty natural to them. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuana, as we do this the second hour of each Monday show here on Nuana's Now. It's proudly presented by Alpine Touch. 
You want some Alpine Touch? Maybe you're having a championship weekend party on Sunday. Spice up your meats. I've been putting my pepper blend and the chili lime in my guacamole. It's good on everything, I promise. We'll give you a Grand Slam package right now if you call us. Caller number 3-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We'll send a Grand Slam pack with all the goodies from Alpine Touch. And Alpine Touch, proud to sponsor the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Marty Morningweg. You can also visit alpinetouch.com to check out all of their great inventory. The only way, it had to be an unbelievable game last night to overshadow what happened earlier Sunday plus what happened on Saturday. We'll take you through the rest of the NFL drama next. Keep it right here, CSPN Radio. What up, Montana? Welcome back. A little ZZ Top for you here on a Monday. I didn't get a chance to see him when they were in Missoula this last time, but uh, heard they ripped it up. You ZZ Top guy, Coach? Oh, I like ZZ. Absolutely. I like everybody. Yeah, yeah, totally. I kind of favor the country music, you know, only oh, because yeah. Oh, yeah. my mom and dad said there's only two type of music. <laughs> what they say? Country and Western. <laughs> And, Gotta love and it. so I grew up with that. So I lean that way, but I like everything except the stuff that I can't understand. <laughs> you know, the heart, the the the, the head banging stuff. Yeah, that yeah. I can't understand the words. <laughs> I like to hear the words. Gotta love it. Marty Morningweg in studio, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas. Now we do this five o'clock hour every Monday, talking all things NFL. Been a great pleasure to have Coach Marty and his twenty five plus years of NFL acumen in studio with us each Monday. And Coach. Just crazy to think that we just spent the entire first segment of this show talking about one game because that's how crazy that game was when the other game yesterday was also crazy. I was driving home yesterday trying to get back in town. from. I just took took a little weekend away up in White Sulphur Springs, and uh, I said at halftime, we were listening to it on the radio, and I said, you watch. Tom Brady's going to make some calls. He's going to do some spells, whatever the hell Tom Brady does, and you watch. You watch. It's 27-3. This game will be tied. And there we were. It was tied. 27-27, sure enough. The great Tom Brady brings his team back from a 27-3 deficit. And I was sitting there going, he's done it again. Done it again. And he's my bleeding. wife my he, wife is big, right, on, oh, they gave him too much time. Sure, or, sure. You know, in the Kansas City game every time. And I'm going 13 seconds reverting back to the Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, Lindsay, 13 seconds. Come on. Gave him too much time. Too much time. <laughs> and sure enough, they get it done. But but uh, the great Tom Brady, if that's his last game, what a walkout type game that was, even though they lost the game and allowed their opponent to go down the field. And that was great. What was that? 42 seconds left. Right. I mean, that was a crazy ending as well. What what, what excitement in the NFL? So the Buccaneers rally from a 27-3 deficit. They tie the game at 27. All of the things that went into that rally, I couldn't even believe it. I, Andrew and I were watching the game, and... I left the house at it was 27:13 with four minutes to go. I was going to my brother's house. I needed I knew I needed to get to go to the store, get a steak. I'm like, okay, you know, 
even though I was predicting Tom would pull his voodoo and come all the way back, I'm safe. You know, it's two touchdowns in four minutes. I, I, I can go. Well, I was pulling over the car to go to the Desperado within eight minutes because I was like, well, I'm not, uh, it's already tied. I got to go watch the end of it now. So it, it was just crazy to see how it all played out. But then it gets tied up, and the Rams get one more shot. 42 seconds left. They throw a little outside screen to Cooper Cup. Boom, 24 yards. And then I don't know how or why or what the scenario was or if the Bucks just sort of puckered up or what it was, but they they run some for, sort of a form of a stunt and they let Cooper Cup have one-on-one coverage. And that's – of all the scrutiny Matt Stafford's received in his career, that's the throw he can make as good as anybody. Yeah. And he just – I mean, he just hits Cooper Cup in stride, 44 yards, boom, call a timeout. Rams hit a walk-off field goal, but uh, pretty cool. A uh, Big Sky Conference alum, Cooper Cup, saves the day for the Rams once again. Cooper Cup is probably the greatest player and greatly undervalued by the outside, right? I don't know why that is. I mean, what value he has. What a great great player he is and I don't think the perception is quite there with him yet how much of it is because he doesn't do music videos and talk all over the place he never says anything yeah I I, mean Odell Beckham's on the cover of GQ Cooper Cup can't even get on the cover of (laughs) the spokesman review you know what I mean that is a great point why I don't know I would have to investigate it I suppose but he is so underrated being such a great, great player. And I do know this, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers zero blitz that play where he caught the post, and they screwed it up. Now, look, you zero blitz, and what is a zero blitz? It's a full blitz. Sure. And you're adding on, and you're rushing one more than the offense can pick up, typically. And then you're one-on-one. With all five eligible receivers in the back made block, so all, and then and then that man adds on that defender, and so you're one on one across the board with no help, and is what the thought process is because many defensive coordinators utilize this at the end of games when the game's on the line. You get to the quarterback and make him throw it quickly. So the cover man on Cooper Cup, that was the last thing he was thinking. Was a deep throw. Sure. And so that's what happened on that play. And it's feast or famine. And I will say in the NFL, there's two things that come to mind against zero blitz. Zero plus one blitz. Yep. More touchdowns are thrown with an extra guy coming in the NFL than at any other time. Okay. So that's the risk you take. I would say three out of four of those zero blitzes at the end of the game when the game's on the line typically work out in the defense's favor. I, uh, it's well known my my um, admiration for Cooper Cup around here. I've talked about him on the show extensively, both with Coach Marty and just throughout the years. But somebody on Twitter dug up a tweet that I put out in December of 2013 when Cup was a freshman. And this was when I first became sort of obsessed with the phenomenon of Cooper Cup because I remember the first time I ever saw him in Missoula, and he annihilated the Grizz. And the Grizz were so good on defense at that time and multiple NFL guys on defense at that time, and he just shredded them. And I was like, man, I'm going to follow this kid. Whatever it takes, I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to interview him and, and try to give him a little bit of a, a spotlight because nobody's covering him at Eastern Washington. We ended up covering Cooper Cup 16 times during his time at Eastern Washington. Got to know him very well 
Uh, he's a wonderful guy. He's such a good person. And it was always so gracious. I mean, shoot, I must have had him on my Skyline Sports podcast 60 times during his time uh, at Eastern Washington. I just loved loved his story, loved talking to him. But back in December 2013, I said, I don't think I've ever seen a more talented player at the FCS level other than Randy Moss. And people hearken back to Walter Payton and Jerry Rice. I wasn't quite old enough to remember them in college. But Cup is defying everything. I mean, he, he really is. I mean... If you count his playoff statistics, he's getting close to 2,500 yards receiving this year. It's amazing. Uh, I'll tell you, great, great pod. I'll tell you who loved him coming out. I really liked him. Yeah. Ozzie Newsome. Yes, I bet. The GM in Baltimore loved Cooper Cup to the point where he, and I said, yeah, I really like him. He goes, go back and look at him one more time for him. Go back and look at him. Liked him even a little bit more. And Ozzie wanted to draft him. Now, the key is with those is where is the value, right? Right. Where can you get him at the lowest point? Totally. And so where was he drafted? The third round. In the third round. And he's one of the all-time great players already. It's It's, crazy. It's so crazy. It's a very cool story from Yakima, Washington to the Los Angeles Rams. But you're right. He hasn't had quite the spotlight as some other guys, but uh, I think the spotlight is coming even if he is a sort of an unassuming guy. This is a big win, though, the Los Angeles Rams for Sean McVay as well because I do think that McVay sort of took the league by storm when he first got a head coaching job. But I think there was a lot of haters because they sort of fell back down to earth. They had a lot of injuries, a lot of drama. They revamped their roster pretty quick, but now he's back in the NFC Championship game with sort of a new-look team. I think he's a hell of a coach. I understand why there is some resentment for him because he is all of what twelve years old. But, <laughs> but uh, no, but he, but this is a great. This is a great proof again for Sean McVay. He can he can coach. I've known Sean for a, quite a while. You probably known him since he's twelve because he's been around the NFL <laughs> seriously since he's been a kid, right? Well, he's a grandson of John McVay, sure. who was Bill Walsh's right hand man. For all of those Super Bowl wins. And he, he, of course, was the head coach of the New York Giants football team right before he went with Bill to the Niners. And he he uh, deceptively helped Bill build those teams into all those Super Bowl winners. So, so Sean has grown up with the NFL t- uh, football game. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Barney Morningwag in studio with us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I, I'm going to share these texts. This was in a personal conversation, but I'm going to share these um, because they're funny if you're an objective observer. But also, I really do think that it puts on full display the passion. And I'm not trying to, I know that there's all sorts of people that are fans of all sorts of things. There, people are passionately. Uh, fans of of all sorts of sports entities. But to the people of Green Bay, this stuff just means so much. I mean, Green Bay, Wisconsin is not much bigger than Missoula, Montana. And they have an NFL team. It's pretty crazy the the amount of identity that people from Wisconsin put into the Green Bay Packers. Well, our wonderful owner and uh, operator here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, she is from Madison, Wisconsin. She is a lifelong Packers fan. If you go in her office, it is a shrine to the Packers, I mean, she has this cool painting with Bart Starr and all these signatures. Brett Favre's signature, Sterling Sharp, a painting of Lambeau. I mean, she's got everything in there. She was at the Grizz hockey game on Saturday night, so she had the game recorded. So we had a truce that I would not text her, and she would not. She was not going to know until she got home. Well, she Then I woke up to a text from 1230 at night. 
You said, brutally painful and I hate your friends. Side note, I had three friends that were at Lambeau Field, all of them Niners fans. So she said, brutally painful and I hate your friends. Aaron Rodgers needs to go. He cannot win when it matters. I, I tried to talk her off the ledge. She says, I cannot recover. I feel like I'm having a stroke or maybe this is what it's like being a Vikings fan like you. <laughs> Then she goes on to say, I don't think I can work anymore. I've completely lost my will to care. At least my sisters get to go to work on on Monday morning in Wisconsin where everybody's mourning with her. You guys are all just going to laugh at me. So this is not to poke fun at our wonderful boss here, but only, though, I mean, it really is true, though, as funny as those texts are. Lambo people love this, and you think... Five degrees on a Saturday night in Lambeau. There's no team from California going to come here and win, but all of a sudden they did. The San Francisco 49ers, probably the upset of this divisional weekend. A couple of things, Coulter. I'll give you a little insight, a little more insight on the Green Bay Packers. When a child is born, which I had a child born in Green Bay. Right. Molly Lynn. Yeah. They put the Green Bay Packers socks and hat on them, and they don't ask. <laughs> they just do it. I love that. All the schools on Friday, all the kids going to school are dressed in Packers. the fall in Green Bay Packers yep. garb. That's just the way it is in Green Bay and the surrounding areas. So I can understand your boss's frustration. However, however... I think it had less to do with Aaron Rodgers. They get a punt block for a touchdown. They get a field goal blocked at the end of the half, and they got too conservative, I thought, on offense. Uh, and they end up losing uh, just a huge, huge game at home. Being the number one seed, I can't believe that they allowed that to occur in Lambeau, in the Lambeau field. I, it's just, it baffles me. It was a baffling result, and yet here we are. And we talk, again, about quarterbacks so much, how much they mean for teams to win, and that was on full display last night. I mean, that last night's last four minutes was exactly why, if you have one of those guys, you always have a chance, period. That said, though, there's also so much overblown about the quarterbacks, and Jimmy Garoppolo continues to sit here and just win games. I think he's like 38 and 8 as a starter for the San Francisco 49ers. He's going back to the championship game. He's already been to the Super Bowl. I know he's not the primary factor for why they're winning, but I also think it's sort of crazy that people hate on him as much as they do. If you really want a quarterback to do nothing but win, pretty much all Jimmy G does is win. I'll tell you, Jimmy G did basically nothing <laughs> until the end of the game. That's right. So it's it's another baseball term. It's not how many, it's when. That's right. And Jimmy tends to to do the right thing towards the end of games. And look at they rely, they lean on their running game. They lean on their defense. They lean on all of those uh, 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 basic basic plays. So uh, with with here's one situation flipping back to what we were talking about earlier. Here's a a little bit above average quarterback who may end up winning a Super Bowl. Totally. Now, and he's on fire. I, I mean, but but it seems like one or two plays a game, he does something really dumb during the game. You remember the, the Totally. You know, I mean, it's just crazy, but the defense and special teams make up for it any any problem that he has turnover-wise. 
Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningway joining us in studio, talking all things NFL. Why is it so tough to get to this point if you're the Cincinnati Bengals? What's next for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? All that and more. Keep it right here. One more segment, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads I did ride. With sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. You can understand the words as Coach Marty says. That's what you want in a great song, especially a great country song. A little highwayman for you here on a Monday. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. You're on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Do this the second hour every Monday show. Thanks for being with us. Miss anything on the show today? You can find it on the podcast, probably presented by the Advocates as well as Sports Bet Montana. And, Coach, there's so much stuff we could still talk about coming out of this weekend. But I just want to ask you briefly. I actually think it's nauseating when talk radio goes hours and hours and hours speculating about what individual people are going to do with their lives. So I don't want the all the in-depth. I just want gut feeling. What do you think of the two number 12s, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? What's next for these guys? I'm not sure that they know quite right, yet. Right, I think so too. I, so, agree, I totally agree. So how could we know? But I will tell you, Aaron Rodgers is one of the great quarterbacks in the league. He will play somewhere. Yes, he will. And you remember, we were talking about this early uh, before the season started, and I was pretty certain that he would be back with the Green Bay Packers. Yep. This year, I'm not as certain uh, on that one. He may end up in Denver. See, that's where I think he's going. Or somewhere like that. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to just – Try to end his career exactly like Peyton Manning did. I think he's going to go to Denver and uh, try to get get him another ring or two. We'll see. That Denver roster is ready made though for if a, for an elite quarterback to step in. There's no question that Denver's a great place for a quarterback right now. And then Tom Brady once again. I'm not sure he knows. You and I were talking during the break. You know, it used to be years ago that that 38 to 40 year old quarterback yep, yep. was unusual and unique and and fantastic because of Tom Brady and maybe solely because of Tom Brady that age may now be 44 or 45 it's crazy and you mentioned he led the league in touchdown passes right and I mentioned and he just took his team back from a 27 to 3 deficit in the playoffs to tie it up at the end of a game, why would he retire? I doubt both. I doubt either one of them will even think about retiring, but it wouldn't surprise me with Tom just because of his age. Well, we hardly touched on it, but the Cincinnati Bengals were the fourth winner over the weekend, joining the Los Angeles Rams, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers in the championship round. The Bengals did it in flowing fashion. They hit a game-winning field goal at the end of the game. That rookie kicker there's man, nails. Unbelievable. He drilled three different 50-plus yards, piped them right down the gut. But uh, the, the storyline, besides the thrill of Joe Burrow leading his home state team into the Final Four, I mean, that's a great story. But the other story is that the Titans are one and done. That's pretty interesting because Mike Vrabel, 
you you want to love what he's all about. He just has this persona, and it seems like he projects that on his team. But then for a couple of years, even though they wanted to be this tough defensive team, they were terrible on defense. Then they got great on defense. They got the number one seed, and they go one and done. So I don't know. I don't really know where I'm at with the Titans. Well, first of all, with Cincinnati, Joe Burrow has become one of the great quarterbacks in the league, and I am so happy that the Bengals, who normally do, hang with a coach. Totally. I mean, that coach in his first two years, he had trouble winning games, you know, any game. And so it has paid off for them. Secondly, on on the uh, one-and-done Tennessee Titans and Vrabel, I'll tell you what, that's a heck of a team now. They are. That is a heck of a team. And I know the question is their quarterback. Can they go further with Tannehill? And they've got some decisions to make with that position. Because if you look at the rest of the league, they've got... Either and now it's 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 the young quarterbacks with totally with with with, with Tom and Aaron out of of this thing, but they're great, great most most of them dynamic quarterbacks with the exception of Garoppolo. So if they think they can chase the 49ers and do what they're doing, they're just fine with Tannehill. Otherwise, they've got to evaluate that. Here's the one thing that I would say at any position, but especially the quarterback position. Do not do a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Do not replace a man until you know that the man you're replacing him with is significantly better. And it's just that simple, especially at the quarterback spot. Speaking of Cincinnati, this is fun. This is live radio. It's fine. I just got a text from Colt Anderson, former Grizz, who's a coach for for Cincy. I've been trying to connect with him, but obviously he's super busy right now. So... I said, hey, you just throw out a time. I'd love to get you on the show. So we'll hear from Colt later on this week. We'll tease that a little later. But uh, cool for him, cool for the Bengals organization. So now here we are after one of the wildest NFL seasons I can remember. No one seeds left. And we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who had that, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people had that at 1 p.m. And then the NFC Championship game, division rivals, the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Final thoughts on, on these upcoming games, Coach? Well, you know I like the Rams. But let's not discount the 49ers. I mean, they're playing out of their minds. Everything is falling San Francisco's way. And I really should say, because I really don't believe that in, in really luck, they're making totally things fall for them and winning the close ones in a unique style. Okay, and then and then you know I've got great ties to the Kansas City Chiefs, and with that offense, I think it's going to take a Buffalo Bills type of defense, yep. which they've already uh, conquered. So I just don't see the Kansas City Chiefs being stopped too many times. Good afternoon, quarterback with Coach Marty Morningway. He'll be back next Monday. Tune in five o'clock hour here on Nuanas now. Tomorrow, we'll meet you back here at 4 p.m. Got a star-studded slate, including some familiar Tuesday guests. Danny Sprinkle, Montana State, head men's basketball coach, as well as Justin Angle, University of Montana professor of business, but also a very special guest. Our mutual friend, Jim O'Day, swinging by as well. We'll meet you back here at 4 p.m. You want us now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 